0: Hello, it's uh, Brian, coming to you here at the top. Um, Right now, as I'm sure you're fully aware, there are people taking to the streets, both in America and around the world, to protest and oppose police brutality, institutionalized racism, and the militarization of police. I would hope that listening to our show, you know where we stand, but to make things explicitly clear... We stand on the side of protesters. We stand against racism. We stand against police states. We stand against the encroaching rise of fascism. We stand with people brave enough to go into the streets to risk their lives and their freedom and their well-being to stand up to forces that are much larger and much scarier to them and to make change happen. We encourage you to do the same in whatever way that you feel comfortable in doing. Uh, If that's taking to the streets, great. If that's donating to funds, that's great. Uh, If that is simply signal boosting where you can in listening and amplifying black voices, then that is also good. Uh, To that end, in the month of June, we are doing a series of streams on Friday nights. Um, those will be taking donations for various bail fund uh, services and raising money to try and help as best that we can. You can find out more information about that on our uh, podcasting guild's Twitter. It's at stones underscore standing. We hope that you join us uh, in trying to do what good that we can in these very, very trying times. So we hope that we can be a respite if you need it, uh, inspiration if you need it, encouragement if you need it, or just solidarity if you need that. And uh, to that end, uh, here's something much more lighthearted than our usual affair. It's a very weird transition for me to go from this very serious intro to... To what we're about to do but hopefully we can give you a little bit of uh something softer in a very hard time thank you
1: thank you for tuning in to The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast based on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we are not playing our usual game of scum and villainy, Hacked with Beam Saber. Instead, we'll be taking a short, hopefully relatively cheerful detour with Journey Home, a micro RPG about finding your way home. Written by Andrew J. Young, uh, who is at That1GM on Twitter, and you can find the game at that1gm.itch.io. Your family is heading home from an outing, but there's a problem. You and the other family pets were left behind. Now you must cross the wilderness and overcome treacherous terrain, belligerent beasts, and horrible humans. You've got to get home to the people who
2: love you. With me today is Anya. Hey, I'm Anya. My pronouns are they, them, and you can find me on Twitter at AKA Anya. Uh, and I'm Danielle. My pronouns are she,
1: her, and you can find me on Twitter at RedTailTalk90. Uh, that's, uh, that's it. That's It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> we have taken over the podcast. Woo! <laughs> um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at RoomwarePod. Uh, you can find our awesome website at RoomwarePod.com. Uh, if you like what we do and you want to throw us a little bit of cash, you can do that at RoomwarePod.cash. Um, also join our Discord, I'm sure that the link will be in the description. Um, a brief, well, first, we're gonna be playing the doggos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mads and Beagle. Um, because we can.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's systems for it, so we there, should. The, the system
1: exists, and therefore, we must play. <laughs> um, uh... a a brief content warning i guess before we get started uh there may be some dogs in peril here uh because the point is to have a kind of homeward bound like journey home uh uh, with this game Uh, but as with the main game we promise that no lasting harm will come to either of these dogs uh because fuck that (laughs)
2: and also we've already done the episode this is going to be spliced into
1: so and the dogs get back safe yeah
2: spoiler alert they're okay
1: yeah they these dogs do have plot armor (laughs) um
2: these dogs have more plot armor than the player characters
1: oh yeah 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 they really do (laughs) very important um So the way that this game works is that you play through a series of stages slash scenes um, that each have prompts, um, and uh, during that stage, um, anytime you try to overcome an obstacle you roll a number of d6 and everyone adds the results together um, and you have to meet a certain difficulty number Um, and then it's kind of you kind of play gaining and losing these d6s to make it harder or more easy to succeed at these different challenges Um, and hopefully Mm -hmm. well in our case definitely everyone makes it through to the end
2: Um, Yeah, we've had to modify because there's like separation rules and there's a rule where you can just be lost forever, but that's not what happens. Right. So,
1: you know, like like the Roomware Pod tradition, we uh, have hacked the shit out of this game because this game also calls for a GM, but like, (laughs) ain't nobody need that. Um, (laughs) We're just some dogs on an adventure. (laughs) We're just some
2: dogs on an adventure. We don't need no masters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man also we aren't talking dogs which is probably important to say so all of this is going to yeah. be mostly narrating and I guess yeah. barking with pencils in our mouths I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a pencil I have a tape measure that's a really big thing to put in your mouth <laughs>
1: um yeah it's we'll, we'll just you know there's a lot of dog body language yeah um and and you know you know how when a dog looks at you a, a certain way and you narrate what you think that they're thinking probably some of that mm-hmm. um but uh other than that that that's it. it it is a micro rpg there are very few rules <laughs> <laughs> there are five of them exactly <laughs> so uh you get to listen to anya and i just be nerds about dogs really yeah that, that's
2: it and i guess we should mention when this is taking place
1: Oh, yeah, this is taking place in the middle of a downtime that we just recorded, uh, wherein um, uh, the, the crew gets in a fight at a bar with Butch the Butcher Foxwell and his crew, uh, mostly because he came up behind me and uh, put his hand on my shoulder, and I wasn't having any of that, so I tried to shoot him, you know. uh, and things
2: went poorly. Um, <laughs> you know that like classic scenario when you're in downtime and your whole party almost dies? It's fine. <laughs>
1: Listen. Only one person almost died. Molly got shot, but it was fine. We stressed like she was out fine. a downtime. <laughs> you were... I stressed out on a downtime. Yeah.
2: I think I actually <laughs> And then Brian also something.
1: decided to give me level three trauma, so <gasps> or level three harm. Um, oh, Brian Which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it was, it was narratively, uh, appropriate. It's like the most us downtime that's ever existed, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, uh, but yeah, that's when this is taking place, uh, which we'll get into with our first scene. Um, but before we do that, let's kind of introduce these dogs. They haven't had a whole lot of, well, Beagle has had a lot of screen time. I'm sorry! But, <laughs> they haven't had a lot of dedicated screen time
2: yeah
1: Um. so I'll be playing Mads who is Awine's service dog uh, Mads is a Great Dane he's black and white because I'm on my bullshit and this dog is basically my real life dog which um, you can see by coming to our Discord <laughs> you can, I post pictures of him all the time um, except that Mads is significantly smarter than arrow is
2: (laughs) bless his little heart though (laughs) bless bless his heart (laughs) uh
1: mads is kind of serious because he has to like he does a job and he has to pay attention and he's been trained to um like approach things in a very kind of serious way um He's intelligent and also he is capital T tired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this dog is Cora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Just like, god damn it, why do these people keep doing these things? <laughs> Human, why? <laughs> oh. Human, you're making my job much harder. <laughs> Oh, contrast with that very serious dog, uh, Winter's puppy Beagle, who is a Basset Hound, ten-month-old uh, puppy, um, and has the traditional colorings of a Beagle, which is why Winter was like, "This is probably what you are. No need to get complicated." Um, <laughs> but is definitely a Basset Hound. Um, Beagle is a genius pet, which is important to note, um, like. He is uh, still a puppy, so definitely that puppy energy and the dumb puppy antics. But still, like, is a genius pet and knows what, like, at least what Winter wants when Winter asks for things. Um, mm-hmm. But also is hyperactive and friendly because <laughs> I've painted Beagle as being like the puppy you pass around at a party, who's like, "This is great." <laughs> Excellent.
1: Um, all right, we each start with five d six um, in our in each of our respective pools. Uh, that, like I mentioned, we will kind of lose and regain through the game. All right, uh, let's get started. Um, stage number one um, is titled Lost. You realize that you've been left behind and must find your way home. Where are you? How were you left behind? What is the path home? Um, and I think I, I think we get a view of that bar from outside of the bar um, mm-hmm. with all of the like gunshots going off. Um, just like, blam, 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 blam. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then downtown we get a sh- <laughs> <laughs> you know, downtime things. Uh definitely downtime. Uh and then I think we get a sh- we get the shot of like Winter holding Alwine's wheelchair and like sprinting out of frame. Mm-hmm. Um as as they run them to the ship. And then like the rest of the party. And then um and then I think there's like a couple of beats. Um As we see, like, people milling around, the gunfire has stopped because there aren't, you know, two sides to shoot at each other. (laughs) Um, And I think that the Butch's gang gets, like, shoved out of the bar, like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Um, And we get, like, emergency services rolling up um and you know trying to make sure that all the bystanders are okay (laughs) um and then i think we we kind of like pass over the scene inside the bar of like the emts tending to people and then we get like these two dogs just cowering in a corner (laughs) like like mads is is like basically standing over
2: Beagle okay yeah I was totally gonna say like Beagle's behind Mads
1: yeah like protecting him Um, and like looking around the bar like
2: what the fuck just happened (laughs) like that escalated so quickly (laughs) oh man yeah Beagle's definitely like peering out from under Mads legs like looking back and forth around the bar like wait wait Wait, where's where's winter? Where's my robot? <laughs> um, and I think probably like
1: one of the probably one of the folks in the bar like eventually like someone sees us eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, comes over and is like trying to um, figure
2: out who we belong to um like excuse me excuse me is this your dog dogs really shouldn't be in the bar (laughs) excuse me why were these dogs in the bar in the first place oh wait that dog's wearing a vest why (laughs) where's your person you're not supposed to be without your person (laughs) Oh, no, (laughs) you belong to that person who got shot. That would be a very uh, (laughs) reasonable conclusion to come to. Um,
1: And I think probably Mads, like, keeps dodging this person. Mm -hmm. Like like dogs do when you try to, like, get their collar or whatever to figure out who they belong to. And Mads just kind of, like, keeps dodging this person because he's unhappy and doesn't trust this person at all. Was Mads on duty when all this broke out or was Mads off duty? I think Mads was on duty um, because like Alwine Alwine would need assistance like picking up anything that fell
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or um, you know helping them
2: open doors and stuff like that. Yeah so Um, Mads is very much still in that like do not touch me I am working. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 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 So we're... What does Beagle do? Uh, I think Beagle takes most of, like, in most situations, takes most of his social cues from Bads. Uh, oh. <laughs> and is like, oh, we don't want this person to catch us. But at the same time, kind of like, like... It's a people. game! <laughs> yeah, like, this is fun. If you catch me, I'll get pets. Like... teetering back and forth between like this is a serious situation but also i'm a puppy (laughs) so yeah more more playful and like thinks mads might be playing a game too so is participating Mm -hmm. in the game of playing dodge the shopkeeper (laughs) or the bar (laughs) owner uh do do we think this is our first role i think it might be to see if whether we get nabbed by this person or if we can manage to get out of the bar
1: yeah um
2: we have to be a two on this one and that's determined because it's uh Mm -hmm. the number of players times our stage number and this is stage one right um during stage one you can re-roll any ones after stage one regain 3d6 each so we could just spend 6d6 on this and definitely succeed and get 3d6 back
1: yes (laughs) uh that would be a little foolish yeah um (laughs) because we since we re-roll any ones like there's no way that we can fail this that's true we
2: literally as long as each of us puts forward one die I mean I'll throw a die at it (laughs)
1: okay (laughs) I'm gonna throw one die at it so we roll 2d6 2d6 and it's a four all right well we we re-rolled that one so it's
2: actually a five (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that stage one is like you literally can't lose
1: (laughs) um i mean i guess you could if someone wanted to like hold on to all of their dice but because you regain so many
2: yeah i guess if you have like a
1: large party but yeah if you had a large party then it then it would be it could get difficult really fast like if you had to get like a six or something then and we don't
2: gain any more dice than five do we or can we go above five Oh, you can't get more than five. Okay, so we basically are still both at five. We're both at five. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So I think we we dodge out of this person's way and like probably a couple other people in this bar like join in like hey catch that dog. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so much fun for beagle. <laughs> <laughs> and like someone. <laughs> Someone tries to block Mads's way, uh, like block the doorway, and Mads just pulls them
2: over. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like fucking 130 pounds. Yeah, uh, big dog. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hard. actually picked a Great Dane because like Great Danes are used frequently for mobility assistance dogs because like Allwine can still has limited walking capability. And so, like, they can use Mads and, like, lean up against them mm-hmm. um, for assistance with walking. Um, yeah, Mads, like, bowls this person over. Um, and and we, we skitter outside. Um, and I think... So one thing I'm not terribly sure on is if we're only rolling once per stage? Maybe that's why. Why? Why you um, regain so many dice? Yeah, because I think it might be that for every... Um, whenever you get into trouble or do something dangerous, roll dice. The GM will tell you the difficulty number, and then you decide how many to roll. Yeah, so it's like for every special difficulty. So that makes more sense. Yeah, so like that'll so come think,
2: very into play in stage three for sure.
1: Yeah um so like we're regaining dice at the end of the stage but like technically we both spent one so right now we're both at four and i think maybe we should roll again to see if we get headed in the right direction okay
2: yeah so like the zoom out of these two dogs just in the middle of this very large like city type Tupelo is well it's more industrial than city right
1: Yeah, but still, it's a huge station. Um, Like, beagles kind of
2: smell in the ground.
1: Yeah. I imagine it's, like, like cyberpunk cities where they feel kind of claustrophobic. um, But also, that's mostly just because, like, the buildings are tall and the sky is kind of grimy and you can't really see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I imagine... It, it kind of has that feel where, like, it almost feels like we're in some, you know, grungy city. Yeah, like, very but, dystopian,
2: um, Blade Runner
1: type. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, if, if you push the camera up far enough, you would eventually see, like, the ceiling, mm-hmm. because the whole place is enclosed. But I think it definitely has that feeling of, like, a city. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, I think we should roll again. We still can't lose. We still can't lose. (laughs) Um, So I'm not. I'm not even. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bother. I'll throw one at it to just say I'll take down. Yes, I I would also throw one. (laughs) Um, Like I think we both we can both throw one die at that and
2: we we guarantee our success. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then I think. So, so we succeed, which means we get. I think maybe Beagle picks up the scent, um, because you're you're a basset hound and yeah. they're scent dogs. Um, so I think Beagle picks up the the scent and kind of starts to lead us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think Mads is looking more concerned by the second. Um, Like, oh no, my person isn't, you know, just outside. There's nobody
2: here. (laughs) I think upon noticing Um, that, Beagle would like come up to Mads and like, Maybe, like, put his mouth on your jacket and start, like, pulling you. Like, Aww. look, I found this scent. I found this scent. It's going to be okay. Please don't freak out. Aww.
1: Oh, that's really cute.
2: <laughs> and, like, this dog is fucking huge. So Beagle's, like, dangling from your fucking. <laughs> 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 but just trying to, like, inspire Mads. Like, no, it's okay. Look, I can smell them. <laughs> All right. I think that might be the end of the
1: first stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we move into stage, we'll, we re- regain our dice, so we're back to five dice each. I will, uh, regain my, my two die. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, and now we're in stage two, which is exploration. Now you're on the road home, but everything here is strange to you. Where do you go first? Who do you meet? What is the danger? Um, I think... Well, why don't you set the scene on this one? Because Beagle's leading.
2: Yeah, so um, Beagle is, after Mads, like, agrees to follow Beagle uh, and trust that he has found the scent, Beagle leads uh, Mads through some winding streets, probably down a couple blocks, um, and then into this. So, like, Tupelo Station is made up of, like, several markets they're all black markets but like i i take it it's not just like one big one it's like there's yeah spots so like one of these markets um and i think this one's more like it just sells normal type supplies um like things for people stocking up um maybe like the occasional weird vendor um Mm -hmm. and so they're like beagle's going through this market looking confident as ever but like by the second probably looking a little bit less confident cuz like Aww. as you go farther in there's more smells there's probably like yeah. food vendors and then like there's also probably familiar smells cuz like there's other people here that we've met before right like yeah beagle's like or oh at i least remember past. this yeah. yeah and so like beagle's nose is going crazy and he's probably lost the scent a little bit yeah. Um,
1: and I think I think Mads is because it's probably relatively busy. Because like, if all this happened like open mic night at a bar, then there's probably some kind of like. Uh, nightlife kind of deal going on here in the market Mm -hmm. like like it like i'm imagining the the um the merchant sale at gulf wars um you know like yeah um where at night the the vendors are like offering different sales and like we can't tell it's night because night doesn't exist on this space station um but I mean, they, they run on some sort of schedule, and I imagine that, like, they towards the end of the quote-unquote day, they, you know, put stuff on sale to try to get it to, you know, to try to clear out that inventory of, like, perishables. mm mm-hmm. um, and, and so that they can start kind of fresh the next day. Um, and so I imagine it's kind of crowded, um, and... Uh, Beagle like I, th- I think Beagle like almost keeps getting lost like under people's feet um, and, and Mads just is like shouldering people aside like get out of
2: yeah. my way <laughs> yeah at some point Beagle just starts walking underneath Mads like well this yeah. works and but like also still gets distracted constantly like oh I smell <laughs> kielbasa and, like funnel cakes <laughs> And so, like, keeps getting distracted by these food vendors and, like, all the people who want to pet the cute dogs. And, Uh like, Beagle's having a great time. Yeah. Um, And
1: I think Beagle probably picks up uh, that kind of, like, mechanical oil scent Mm -hmm. that I'm sure that he's super familiar with. um, Yeah. Because... Like, one, one Winter's a robot uh, and runs on the stuff. And two, Winter's a
2: mechanic robot and uses the stuff. Yeah, so, like, suddenly Beagle gets, like, really excited and probably, like, comes out from under Mads a little bit. And, like, mm-hmm. like little puppy jumps and, like, clearly indicating that he's found something. And Mads just, like, hopefully it's not another fucking Kobasa stand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, um and I and uh I think Mads kind of follows Beagle slash you know uh what makes the trail for Beagle um oh. towards whatever the scent is.
2: You're like my parent and at I, the fair like fine we'll go over here.
1: And I think that the camera sees uh three folks that uh that it recognizes you've got like this really tall uh stocky kind of dude um who's very involved in whatever negotiation he's trying to figure out with the the vendor who's behind the stall um and then there's this kind of like medium height thin woman with uh with red hair who um is is not necessarily paying a whole lot of attention to what's going on like she seems very disinterested mm-hmm. um and it's just kind of like lounging against the, the side of the stall um and then there's like a really short person with uh with a kind of like a stocky figure and very like huge mess of curly red hair um and I think they what does Beagle do when they see this when they when he sees this person
2: i mean i think at first he's a little sad because he was so proud to like have uh (laughs) found something and like now is like oh no i let mads down um so like droops a little (laughs) but then upon like thinking like wait a minute and like realizing he knows this person kind of slowly goes up and does like a little yip behind (laughs) behind them (laughs) like doesn't know the other two so is a little nervous but like knows this one person and knows that this one person was like kind to winter and I believe liked Beagle too and Mm -hmm. didn't hurt any of the party the last time we were there
1: (laughs) um and uh this person who is of course Coop um, kind of, like, turns around uh, and looks down at first Beagle and then at the large... <laughs> Scrolling up. <laughs> the very large dog behind him, um, <laughs> who's probably almost as
2: tall as they are. Yeah, just, like, down at first, <laughs> then slowly back up a trailing Great Dane. <laughs> um,
1: and and they're, like, like... What are you two doing here? Um, and we the we can see like their eyes kind of scan the crowd like where are your people?
2: Uh, What's going on? Beagle still yipping and like familiar face, familiar face. You will help us, yay! Like <laughs> pouncing around like a puppy who wants to play and yipping. <laughs> <laughs> and I think. Um, Honestly,
1: I think Mads is a little standoffish. Mm -hmm. um, Because the last time Mads met this person, Alwine was very, like, on their back foot. Yeah. And didn't trust them. And so Mads Mm -hmm. is like, "Mm, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Like, I don't... I don't... My person was nervous about you.
1: Yeah, I don't... I don't know if I like this person. Oh. <laughs> <Aww.
0: laughs>
1: um, and I mean, I imagine that Coop would probably pick Beagle up. Yeah, like, I, I can't. I can't imagine that they wouldn't.
2: Oh yeah, and I don't think Beagle would resist at all. Uh, plus, that would make it a lot easier for uh, when we try to go back through this crowd as Coop looks for our people. I guess because like, yeah. They have um, to assume that where we are, they're not far behind, and, like, maybe we're just in the market somewhere. Right. Um. Hmm. And, I think... Go for it. Oh, I was saying, like, Coop would have motivations to want to find Winter, because they were pretty interested in Winter. Yeah. And as Winter, like, um, becomes more sentient, that's gonna be interesting, but... yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, like they—they're they're like, oh hey, these dogs seem like maybe they're lost, mm-hmm. and also like, oh hey, that crew is here. Um, fancy that. Uh, and so I think that they kind of dip out from under like whatever overhang this this kind of stall has or tent or whatever it is um i'm still imagining tents at gulf wars uh
2: i yeah i was definitely picturing like the like the pop-up markets and um like the streets mm. of china where it's like cloths it's not like yeah it's not brick and building these things are meant to be yeah. taken down yeah um
1: and so like they duck out they've got beagle in their in their arms um and mad's kind of reluctantly. Follows behind them.
2: <laughs> like, well, you've got Beagle, so I guess I have to follow you now. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, obviously our people are not here. Right, like some quick scanning, even though it's crowded and probably big. Like, if our people were here, Mads would just probably lead Coop to them. Right. 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 So maybe Coop notices like is Mads like looking a little apprehensive or like looking around a lot, like. Yeah, I imagine that he's,
1: like, he he keeps looking around and then looking back at Coop and then like looking around and then looking back at Coop like, do you know where they are? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And kind of like getting frustrated um does a little bit of like the the like front paw stomping (laughs) bit like are you gonna do something or not (laughs) I can see Arrow doing this yep Oh, this dog is basically just Arrow but smart
2: um (laughs) yes I think Coop would catch on like like oh you don't you're not taking me anywhere, are you? Like, you don't know where we're going. <laughs> I'm not going to do Jade's accent, sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try. <laughs> Leave that for Brian.
1: Leave it for Brian. Uh, Brian can do voices. I, one, get too self-conscious to even commit, and two, I'm terrible at it. So, um, And so I think when Coop realizes, like, that our people are not here... They probably like duck back in and say a couple words to uh, Sam and Caraway, like, "Hey, I'm gonna go try to find these dogs, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I'm gonna go pretty. try to return these dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, and they kind of like, you know, their siblings kind of just like, eh, whatever. And Sam probably doesn't pay too much attention." Because he's still deep in negotiation.
2: Right, like, whatever, um, just find us later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see you back at, at whatever. So, is this where we run into our, our big complication? Like, what is the danger here? Yeah, because something has to happen
1: in order to make it, you know, in, or- in order to make this perilous and, you know, not for this game not to be terribly short, because I'm sure that Coop would be smart enough to, like, go to some sort of dock list and look to see where the Wyvern
2: is, Yeah, and we still have three stages, (laughs) y'all. So we can't just do that, even though we acknowledge that Coop is definitely smart enough to make that happen. Yep. Um,
1: And what if someone has been following the dogs through the market Mm -hmm. um like someone saw these dogs come into the market and has been following them maybe trying to figure
2: out if they belong to someone um the dogs probably didn't notice that but like coop would notice people following them um yeah
1: i yeah so i feel like coop would certainly notice before too long that like someone is following these dogs probably yeah um and, like, I think it's maybe someone who, not not like a dog catcher, because that doesn't really make sense for something to like that to exist on uh, a space station where there aren't really many dogs. Like, there may be feral cat colonies, but I don't imagine that there would be too many
2: Yeah, and it also says, like, in the description for this place that, like, they're mostly out of the, like, police radar, too. So I don't picture Mm -hmm. there's, like, too many people on patrol.
1: Yeah. Um, But I think that... Does Beagle have any kind of... um, Like, where, where did Winter get Beagle? Um do they, like, does Beagle have any kind of, anything identifying that he's you know, made of really good stock, I guess. You know, like, the fact that he's a genius pet, did he come from a special, like, litter? Or...
2: Well, so, because the genius pet comes with Winter's class, I I guess they like came as, like, a bonded pair kind of thing. Like, here's your uh, your ship's robot and like each robot comes with an additional like helper pet uh, that's I guess supposed to like one give a friendly atmosphere of like like look this company's good they're giving away animals with the robots it's great uh, but also mm-hmm. like the selling point of this, this pet knows exactly what your mechanic will need you will not need an assistant for your mechanic um right like but beagle's only 10 months old that's true oh that is true because winter is much oh did winter have another pet that died oh now i'm sad um that's a good at a very healthy old age that's true (laughs) because winter's pretty old and dogs only live for so long um so it definitely wasn't a cat because the cat would still be alive Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it might be that Winter just was so used to this pet that they had gotten before that when their pet eventually grew into an age where, you know, they passed away, Winter wasn't ready to not be without one. So, like, had the healthy grieving time and then picked it up probably from... Uh, I kind of like the idea of getting it from um, getting Beagle from a shelter, but like, there's something special about Beagle. The shelter just didn't know, or like, mm. like they're like, here's it's a stray dog. We're gonna give it to a person. That's what we do with dogs. Um, so then, did Winter know that Beagle was special when they picked him out? I think, uh, like much in the way a lot of people pick their pets like beagle went over to winter beagle was with winter like there was no question about which pet they were leaving with Mm -hmm. because it's one of those situations where like you know you sit down in a pile of kittens and one of them climbs in your lap and doesn't leave (laughs) like that's your cat now um (laughs) so yeah i think beagle definitely picked winter out um, and Winter okay. was like, well, this is my dog now. <laughs> oh. And, well, yeah. I don't know that Winter is like savvy enough to like know that Beagle is different because the other dog Be- Winter has been around is Mads, who's very intelligent. And so Winter mm-hmm. is just like, oh, yeah, all dogs are very intelligent and know what you're <laughs> saying to them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,. So it might be something in Beagle's behaviors that give that away to this person? Like... Maybe. Like, Um, he's maybe... I mean, he's still getting, like, a little sidetracked, but now that Coop is there and they're on a mission, he's, like, back to his wits. I'm like, oh, yeah, we have a purpose, and, like, is maybe back on the ground helping lead and... Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And...
1: I mean, also for, like, a ne'er-do-well, like, service dogs are fucking expensive.
2: Yeah, that's true. I am also partnered with a service dog who is, like, you know, <laughs> fucking, not state trained, but, you know, certified. Yeah. Um, and
1: so I, I think it's just, like, some person who wants to kidnap these dogs and either, like try to ransom ransom them i guess or just sell them to someone else
2: yeah, um because like if you can figure out who owns that dog they're going to want to pay you a lot of money to get that dog back right um because yeah it
1: service dogs are so expensive and you're not <laughs> you know, hiding both, that you are one <laughs> yeah both in in time and money and yeah mad still has his vest on Um, And anyone paying attention to these two dogs for longer than, like, 30 seconds is gonna notice that, you know, Beagle is smart, too.
2: Like, super trainable, and also a puppy. Um, Yeah, puppies. I mean, Beagle being a puppy alone is enough for someone want to steal him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So...
1: Yeah, so I think this person wants to kidnap us. Um, And, I mean, probably they're going to go after Beagle first, because Beagle's small. Yeah. But also, if they only get one chance, then they're going to want to get the, like,
2: expensive one, right? I don't know. I mean, I feel like there there are pros and cons to each dog right like mads is probably a little bit slower and easier to keep track of in a crowd mm-hmm. but beagle is easier to pick up <laughs> like <laughs> once you catch mads congrats now what <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so like well maybe maybe this person isn't working alone mm, so like one on each and they have to like yeah they have to get coop off of us too because like right how do they know coop isn't our owner and like clearly i don't i think it's clear that mads doesn't belong to coop because you would be Mm -hmm. like acting more like Coop's service dog right yeah and he's he's probably still very aloof towards
1: coop yeah um and like not like paying attention to them but also Not paying attention like he's waiting for a command. Paying attention like,
2: I do not trust you. Right. So, like, Beagle is acting more like he belongs to Coop than Mads. Right. But, you know, not going to question an expensive dog when you see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, so... Well, I think they make a move. I think they, like, get out, like kind of, sort, not necessarily ahead of us, but, like, they slip into the crowd, like, next to us.
2: Um, And I think they're just going to try to grab us. Um. Yeah, like, maybe there's a a bigger, more muscular one on you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's not... I mean it's not the other shelby siblings right like because i know they no. have a skinny one and a muscular one um no 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 i don't it's think it's just some random people
1: <laughs> just some random randos yeah <laughs> random bad guys you know um <laughs> um so i think that's our first role for this stage the difficulty number for the stage is four during stage two treat all ones as twos I think I'm going to commit
2: two dice to this okay. roll. I I'm on the fence. Like if this was karma, I would probably let the dice determine. So mm-hmm. I might do one. Okay, that would help get us a positive, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I will roll three d six. Um, five. Yeah, we beat it. Okay. Um, and all, treat all ones as two, so it's actually a six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think mm-hmm. we, like these, these folks like lunge out of the crowd at us um, and <laughs> try to grab hold of Mads. Maybe buy the vest because I'm sure the vest has like a handle on it. Um, and, I mean, I don't think Mads bites them, because I'm pretty sure Mads would have, like,
2: been rigorously trained not to be reactive like that. Right, like, there are ways that service dogs react without biting, and, like, biting is a surefire way to get the dog, like, taken into, like, custody and all that. Um, but I think that,
1: uh... Mads kind of like is able to duck out from under them. How does Beagle get away from these folks? Um, I
2: think by running and like kind of looks back at Coop like, all right, we're gonna run now and like takes off into the crowd and like obviously (laughs) Coop can't keep up with this tiny puppy weaving in and out of people. So like weaving in and out of people goes under some stalls and like comes bursting out the like the (laughs) fabric on the other side um yeah and like i think does just outrun them
1: yeah i think maybe i need to roll to see if i can keep up with you oh uh so i'm going to commit another 2d6 to this okay can i commit to your roll? you can um i don't i don't think you need to and i think it's more interesting To see kind of what result I get from this. That's fair. Because I can't actually fail um, this particular roll. But it can kind of flavor. Alright, a six. So we did succeed. We did succeed. So I think uh, Beagle, like, darts. Like, out under under people and, like, through some stalls and stuff like that. And, like, Coop calls out... um, and starts to maybe even you know fight these you know dog nappers Mm -hmm. um mads like ducks under the reach of one of these people and then like jukes another one um and then also bolts into the crowd like knocks
2: a bunch of people over (laughs) (laughs) opens a stall hurt like arrow has stepped on my toes before and it hurts now Listen, get body checked.
1: I, I fucking, ended up standing in front of Arrow when he was running full tilt. Oh, he knocked me flat. Oh my! Like gosh. he hit me and I fell face first onto the ground. It knocked the wind out of me, oh, buddy.
2: <laughs> oh no!
1: And, and he was just like, "What happened? I don't get it." Big dumb dog. <laughs> um yeah so he's like knocking people over upending stalls causing a good decent amount of chaos that probably helps us to get away Mm -hmm. um, because suddenly it's not just like a crowd that you're moving through it's a crowd in chaos that you're running through Right. Um, and I think that um, let's see so I've lost four I think I'm just down one Yeah. yeah Um, and I think that uh, Beagle like slips into an alley and Mads slips right behind him, um, and we leave the chaos of the market behind
2: leaving Coop wondering where those dogs went. (laughs) Leaving Coop like what the hell just happened? Coop probably has to stop and like help some people up and like someone's twisted their ankle and so now like Coop has to deal with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And berate these you know motherfuckers who caused all this trouble you know.
2: Yeah like this is your fault. Yeah so Coop is a dealing with that now so we're back on our own on the road
1: yep after stage two regain two d6 each so i get two back i only get one back all right stage three montage you are covering ground quickly now and you've got the hang of traveling on your own you are gaining confidence Where do you pass through? What obstacles do you overcome? What is the most fun thing that you do? Uh, During stage three, do not roll dice or use difficulty numbers. Uh, So I think the first thing we see in this stage is, um, is like Beagle and Mads running full tilt down an alley and then like turning a corner and zigzagging through a whole bunch of like, Uh, you know kind of typical grimy city back alleys Mm -hmm. and then like ducking into uh, like a maintenance hatch or something like that Um, and I think eventually like Mads slows down and stops because he's big and tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Beagle like maybe keeps running for a little bit and then realizes that Mads isn't behind him and then like Turns around and comes running back. Like, best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Mads just kind of, like, lays down on the floor, like, all right, I got to take a break. <laughs>
2: Beagle is just, like, pulling on your ear a little bit. Do you have floppy ears or are they up ears? Floppy ears. Okay, good. Yeah, so Beagle's, yeah. like, pulling on your ear a little bit. When you don't get up, like, wears your ear as a hat and lays down. <laughs> God. Like big dog, big dog we have a thing to do. <laughs> um
1: and I think I think we we see them like do that for a little bit and then there's like a a what is like a dissolve fade to them getting up and like setting off on a, like a at a trot now instead of a full tilt run because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like anyone's following them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and going through, like, more alleys and maintenance areas, we, we see uh, Mads like grabbing be- uh, Beagle by the scruff of his neck and like lifting him over, uh, uh like a huge drop, like oh. from one, from one uh, what do you call them, Uh, like catwalk to another. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's gotta be hell on your paws.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um and, like, just jumping over it with ease while Beagle's in his mouth and then, like, setting Beagle down on the other side.
2: Oh. Beagle just, like, yipping and bouncing, like, this is cool. <laughs> Very bad at stairs. Probably falls backwards down a couple of stairs. Like, oh, no. You might have to <laughs> to pick Beagle up to, like, traverse the catwalks in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, Um, What obstacles do you overcome? So definitely, yeah, the catwalks are those. Um,
1: There's one of, like, one of those giant fans that's spinning. (laughs) It's not spinning very fast, but they, they, like, have to time it to go through. (laughs) Oh.
2: They try once and, like, just Beagle rolls back into the alley. Like, nope, that didn't work. (laughs) Too strong. Just... just (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um I, I think, like, one of the, like, maintenance ducks we try to get into is probably too small for Mads, oh. I would imagine. <laughs> um,
1: and Like, he, s- he, he tries to combat crawl through it. It just doesn't work. <laughs>
2: no, like, it gets so that it's just his butt sticking out and, like, his, his little <laughs> nubbin' of a tail like this won't work um so like we have to like maybe take a long way around what like appeared to be a shortcut and have yeah. to refine the scent because of that mm-hmm. um cause Beagle can't do any- while well, you can pick Beagle up to jump over gaps and stuff Beagle can't do anything about your size <laughs> that's not something we can uh, just alter <laughs> uh
1: like, there's, there's a scene of them passing by people who are, like, just working, um, and it's, like, one of those, uh, it's almost like, a, what is it, like, a backlit scene? Where it's, like, the, the, the people are welding something behind a, a shield, and so you get, like, the, the light from the sparks shining on these dogs as they, like,
2: walk along a rail or something. Aww. Like, looking more and more tired and, like, droopy as it goes on.
1: Yeah. Like, they they seem to be relatively
2: comfortable. Like, they don't look afraid, mm-hmm. but they're tired. Right. Like, they've been walking all day. They had to outrun some crazy people. Mm-hmm. However, we do still have to answer the question, what is the most fun thing that you do? So, like, <laughs> we we aren't that tired yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, it's kind of cute if there's just a moment where they, like, have a cute, playful dog moment, uh. (laughs) Do they come across, like,
1: some kind of fountain or pool or something?
2: Oh, yeah, like, like, well, you need to cool off anyways. Yeah. It's, like, up to Mad's, like, little knee bones, but... Yeah. submerges beagle and beagle has to swim <laughs> beagle's just like
1: swimming along happily madge just kind of like wades out into it and stands there and then just like drinks a bunch of water oh <laughs> eventually just kind of like
2: lays down in it oh gets soaked Cute. We model beagles to swim in circles around Mads. Like this is great. Like for a second they've forgotten uh just how tired and how uh nervous they are about the situation. Yeah. Beagle tries to get a game going and then there's a huge like splash fight. Yes. Beagle's just tiny like this- little splash and Mad's like suit just- Yes.
1: We get literally everyone around the fountain wet.
2: (laughs) Oh, they they start leaving after so long, right? Like, at first it's like, oh, that's cute. Look at these stray dogs playing in the fountain. Weird that that one has a service vest. And then it's like, all right, these dogs are fucking annoying. (laughs) Yep, yep. Like, oh my God, does Mads let his guard down for half a second and, like, play with Beagle in the splash fight?
1: Yeah, I think he does
2: my heart like Like, well I clearly can't work here oh I kind of like the idea if like Winter's old dog was like cause older was like more calm and kind of close to Mads so Mads has been a little like hesitant to trust Beagle but still like loves Beagle as like a sibling right so like this is like one of the first times Mads has like let his guard down
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. They're such good dogs. <laughs> They're good dogs. <laughs> They're good dogs, Brent. Oh my god. Oh. Alright. I think that might be the end of that stage
2: though. I like that though. Like just that's that's a good image to end on that. Yeah, just two dripping dogs bonding. <laughs> Mad shakes off
1: and gets, and soaks Beagle. Beagle shakes off first, and then, and then Mad shakes
2: off and like soaks Beagle. Beagle just looking up at Mad's, like really, <laughs> shakes off again.
1: It just goes back and forth like that for a little
2: while. Oh, Beagle does that thing where, like, after um, I don't know if you've ever had a dog that does this, but my childhood dog did this, where like after they have a bath they then rub like they run with their face on the ground trying to like get yes. their scent back
1: yeah and they like i my dog would always uh, do that on the couch like she she would run and then just like drag her face along the couch
2: yeah or like rolling on the back and like squirming back and forth on the yep. carpet yep yeah so like that like beagle just like oh wait oh no I gotta smell like me again. Find something
1: find some garbage down an alleyway, like, ooh, this smells good. <laughs> I wanna
2: smell like this. Rolling in a dead bug. <laughs> uh man, dogs are gross sometimes. <laughs> dogs are so gross. Oh, uh, I like right. that happy yeah. ending for this next that's, that's good. Scene. Yeah. <laughs>
1: After stage three, we gained two D6 each. So I'm back to five. And I didn't gain any. <laughs> All right. Stage four, setback. Just when you thought you knew how to get along on your own, you, kept, you come across something very bad or dangerous. Where have you ended up? What hinders you? Why is it different than any encounter you've had before? Uh, and I think it's your turn to set the scene.
2: Yeah, so we... We mentioned that we've been going through all these like maintenance areas and like back alleys. So I think like after wandering through all this, like after they dip in the fountain, they get back into the back alleys cause it's safer to go through there than through the open streets. And um, I think they end up like at the doorstep of this factory that's currently operating. So there are people. Um, Mm -hmm. and they're making I I don't know that the dogs would recognize this I mean maybe Mads would but they're and I guess Beagle has been around a lot but they're making like what the camera would notice is like big mechs um, Mm -hmm. and like they look pretty advanced right like they're trying some Mm -hmm. kinds of new technology and they're in production and they're pretty far along in production like these things look like mechs they're not just piles of things that need to be assembled right um and so we end up like having to cross through this factory um probably it's another issue uh, or another occurrence of like beagle smells the oil and, mm-hmm. like, thinks he's back on the track again and, like, is just very insistent on going into this factory. Like, like it's home. Right. Um, so I think that's where we've ended up. Um, okay.
1: Um, so we come out into this factory. One, it's super fucking loud. Um <laughs> And I think both of us are immediately uncomfortable, um, just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that smell of oil is everywhere. Even at this point, even like, like even Mads picked it up on the way here, and was like, "Oh yeah, that smells like a ship,"
2: you know. Um, yeah, and like, like well, these people aren't the people we're looking for, but they are. Like at least this is something I know. Right. Yeah. And so, like, maybe even, like, over here is one of the workers, just like, hey, Bob, or whatever, will you pass me, like, the the Phillips head? And Beagle comes walking up with the Phillips head screwdriver oh, for this guy. Oh, my God, yes. Like, oh, here you go, I got it for you, tail wagging like crazy. <laughs> like, my purpose. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and I think uh, Mads, it, like, kind of comes out towards, like, the center of the factory i guess like everyone uh, all the people are at work like along the the conveyor belts or lines or whatever and along the sides of the of the thing and mad just kind of like just standing in the middle of this factory like none of this is our stuff
2: right <laughs> really? this isn't ours
1: <laughs> yeah and just kind of like moving his head back and forth
2: like mm This doesn't look familiar. Right, like, maybe Um, hopeful that, like, okay, maybe there's a fix Winter couldn't do on the ship, so maybe they brought the mechs here. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Like, Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, And I'm trying to decide, like, I think Mads does something kind of stupid and, like, maybe hits a button that he's not supposed to or something like that um that sets off some bad shenaniganry Mm -hmm. um but i'm trying to figure out what like why he would do something like that
2: you said mads Um, would do that yeah i kind of like that too because like mads this isn't mads territory and even beagle like like, turn around like all the workers plus beagle turn around like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um so i'm trying to think maybe
1: uh maybe he sees like some kind of container or doorway or something like that that looks familiar at least to him because his eyesight probably isn't great um that it's like oh like this looks like You know the door to the cockpit and like sure it doesn't really make sense that there would be a door to the cockpit in the middle of this factory but also dogs don't understand object permanence Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and like the fact that doors go to different places um and i think and so i think what he does is he like tries to to hit a button to like open the door because there happens to be a button next to it and he's like oh it's not quite in the same spot that's weird um, and like in the background we see Beagle like trotting back and forth like handing tools to different people as they need them oh, and, yeah. and in the foreground is just Mads like sniffing around um, a- around the base of this door and like trying to figure out like how do I get this door open I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: bizarre and then piece find- of technology
1: <laughs> yeah and then finding a button and like pushing it with his nose
2: yeah like maybe <laughs> so- this will do it
1: yeah, and then, like, suddenly all of the the lights go red and there's an alarm klaxon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think, like, some of the machinery that's, like, holding on to one of the mechs kind of, like, releases the mech. Um, and the mech, like, starts to, like, it, it's obviously powering up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think things start to go haywire. Um and like obviously the dogs don't know why. It's just like suddenly everybody's screaming. Um and uh like this mech is comes online, which isn't terribly abnormal. Like the dogs are like, "Oh, that's just like one of the giant metal humans that the humans sit inside of and move around in sometimes (laughs) um
2: like why is everyone uh, panicking it's just doing the thing it does
1: yeah this is totally normal for one of those things (laughs) um and uh but then it starts like powering up one of its uh cannons
2: or something and then there's even more screaming I think maybe at that point, the dogs might catch on that, like, something's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and
1: I think, I, I think maybe we should roll to avoid some of these rogue attacks. Yeah. Um, during stage four, each player re-rolls their first result of
2: six. Oh, so if we get a six, we don't get to keep it.
1: Right. The first one. Um, so we have to pay a little bit more attention to what we're rolling now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, our difficulty number is eight. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to
2: commit two dice, I think. I was also going to say two. Do you think that's overkill?
1: no I think that might well because remember we can roll ones now yeah um, and we've been doing so, that for sure um so let I think I think four is, is a good so I'm gonna roll these one at a time um okay yeah because it's a six we have to reroll right so there's the first one and sure. that's a, <laughs> all right that's a six there's right. yours the way. A, a great start. Uh, Okay, so two. uh, So we we re-roll the first six. So that six is actually a two. So we have two plus uh, five is seven. So we're close.
2: You want to say those were your two and these are my two? Yeah,
1: and these are your two. Five. Okay. Okay, So we beat beat the difficulty number, which is good.
2: Good.
1: Um, And three. Okay. So we definitely beat the difficulty number. Excellent. So I I think that this thing just starts like spraying bullets um and um I do you think the
2: mech is saying anything? Um are you thinking like um like target acquired or like more like conversation? Uh I don't know cuz I think
1: maybe there's someone inside of it ah. but they don't have control.
2: So is that person like talking on the loudspeaker?
1: Yeah maybe and and maybe it's that plus mixed in some like garbled stuff that um, is maybe the mech itself talking um, which the dogs don't know and don't understand but mm-hmm. uh
2: yeah i think i don't know if this is a role or not but i think beagle is like using as much of his knowledge of this as possible and is like looking for like cords he can pull wires he can cut like something that will (laughs) stop what's happening
1: oh yeah i think that sounds like a great idea um and i do think that's a role okay um i think mads might might be assisting in just like maybe keeping the mech's attention um, mm-hmm. while uh, while Beagle does this. Um,
2: yeah, and I think I, I'll commit one die to that. Okay,
1: um, for helping.
2: Um, do I want to do one or two? I'm trying to figure out how bad we're gonna be screwed for the final stage. <laughs> we do regain one after this
1: stage, but only one. Should I do two? Uh, I don't have to re-roll my six anymore. Um, I do, but I but you would, so um,
2: it it's risky. Yeah, I'll go. Th- because I'll get one back at the end yeah. of this. Hopefully we don't have to roll anymore. <laughs> uh, but okay. Hopefully this works and we figure out a way to stop them. Yeah, so I'll roll my one.
1: Okay. Four. Okay, I got you halfway there. Perfect. Um, so Mads is running back and forth like drawing this thing's fire and also trying to keep it away from uh, like the other people. Um Oh, no.
2: We hey. just made it. I rolled we another just... four.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> um, Who? Okay. Um, so, I think probably Beagle can't shut it down, but I think maybe Beagle succeeds in slowing it down enough mm-hmm. that, like, some of the other people in the factory can like kind of converge on the mech and start trying to to actually shut it down Mm -hmm. um and i think i think once once that happens mads like runs forward and scoops beagle up and just kind of bolts like Mm -hmm. nope not staying here (laughs) goodbye these people look safe now not our problem yeah (laughs) cool
2: i like that yeah we helped the factory workers
1: we did help the factory workers <laughs> all and right uh, regain. regain 1d6 each so i'm up to two and i have three all right stage five finale uh you've just overcome a big setback but you're back on the road home is almost in sight if you can just keep going How do you convince yourselves to go on? What is the final big obstacle? Where did it come from? So I think that we bolt out of that factory. um, And we end up back in, like, kind of the main hallways, streets, for lack of a better word, um, of the station. And it's probably late enough that, like, I mean, this, this station never sleeps. But I imagine it's late enough now that, like, there aren't very many people around. Um, And I think that um, Mads, like, sets Beagle down and then sits down himself um, and then lays down. And just kind of, like flops over just like
2: <sighs> I think even Beagle is starting to look tired but is still like head against Mad's belly and like walking forward trying to push you back up oh <laughs> um, but eventually gives up and just kind of copies your flop and like flops mm-hmm. like little spoon to you
1: <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: these poor tired Um, dogs these
1: poor tired dogs um and i think um you've seen how arrow does when he like flops on the floor but then something happens and he wants to look at it and so he just kind of like moves his
2: head Mm -hmm. (laughs) to just kind of look at it while not moving anything else beagle is like does not have that much of a neck um would have to like Lay up to see what you're looking at. (laughs) Um, But I think he does that
1: because, like, there's a sound of somebody walking um, or, you know, doing something um, up out of sight. And so he looks to see what's going on. And I think it's. um, I think it's one of the gang... One of
2: Butch's gang? Mm-hmm. Um, Is it someone the dogs would recognize from earlier? Yeah. I think I think it's... Maybe it's the
1: one who shot Awine. That's good, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and Mads... Um, I don't know that dogs actually understand how guns work, but I think they can get it... They can understand it enough to know, like, person points thing and then the thing kind of explodes um,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um and <laughs> i think uh what beagle experiences is, is like beagle hears mads kind of shift and there's like a jingle of um i don't know if mads has it like a collar with he might have like a rabies tag or something on it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um maybe not like you know call my human if i'm lost because um, in theory cause... you're
2: not supposed to be lost because i'm
1: not supposed to be lost and also awine is a criminal
2: oh that's true I mean, that's <laughs> winter's not that uh intuitive so beagle's just like my name is beagle here's my owner's phone number and <laughs> the license plate um, to our ship
1: <laughs> yeah and so like there's the, there's a slight a very faint jingle as like mads turns to look at whatever the noise is. And then um like beagle feels like maybe the ground is shaking, like that's weird. You <laughs> realize it's just mad starting to growl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and are like you like it start go ahead. Are, sorry, sorry, you like you're sitting up now. No, I think he's still he starts off laying down. <laughs> and it's and it's just like a reflexive like I don't know why I'm growling, but I'm growling. Um and then, like the the sound gets deeper and louder as like he recognizes the person, and then he rolls back onto his uh, belly and like sits up, and then stands up, and it's just like this gradual progression of this do- this very large dog, getting to its feet while slowly growling la- louder and louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I think um, even beagle is a little uh nervous about that. Like <laughs> like oh, oh, you right, you got mad very fast. Um <laughs> um
1: and I mean probably this dude notices. Like it's hard not to notice a very large dog growling at you. Mhm. Um and I mean, I imagine that Mads would, like, rush this guy. Oh, gosh. Um, like, like full charge, kind of, 150 pounds running at you. Uh, you suddenly get a flashback to your ancestors millions of years ago on Earth. Uh. <laughs> like, the, that... that DNA deep fear of, like, there's a large predator running towards me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, there's also, like, a gust of wind, and, like, Beagle's ears fly forward and then settle back, and he's just standing there like, oh, no. (laughs) 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 Um, because I don't think Beagle knows how to be intimidating. Uh. Um...
1: And I mean, probably this guy is just far enough away that he's able to like get to some kind of high ground or like climb a light pole or something. <laughs> <laughs> just in time, and like Mads is standing underneath him, barking an alarm bark. Um, You've treated a man. I, yeah, basically he he's treat a man. <laughs> like fuck you, fuck everything you stand for. We've Don't had a like bad you. Day. it's been a terrible no good bad day (laughs) oh buddy
2: (laughs) um so you're like at the base of this light pole barking at this man (laughs) that has to draw more attention i'm sure it does um yeah there's no way no one else doesn't hear that even if they're asleep and i'm sure the (laughs) dude's yelling
1: yeah
2: um So do, like, other people, other of Butch's people, come out? Yeah, they must,
1: right? Oh, boy. (laughs) They just kind of come spilling out of the building, and one of them is just like, hey, it's that dog.
2: This And and everybody's like, yeah, it's a dog. What the fuck is (laughs) wrong with you? What's it doing to our friend? (laughs) (laughs) This might be, like, as the people start to encroach on mads uh mm-hmm. and like the the pole like beagle might get a surge of bravery
0: um mm-hmm.
2: and like try to distract them or like keep them from um getting too mads mm-hmm. and i think he does this by um You know, like, when you're just trying to walk through your house and, like, your life is fine and um, your cat's weaving in between your feet and (laughs) you almost, like, fall flat on your face and kill the cat? Yeah. Uh, Beagle's Uh doing that. Like, weaving in and out of people's feet, trying to trip them up, like, being the most annoying. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think Mads, for his part, like, he kind of realizes, like, he's super angry. But he also realizes that, oh, there's suddenly a whole lot of other people and they're coming for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, he's trying to kind of bob and weave uh, and get away. Um, And I think we need to roll to see if we can get ourselves out of this situation. I'm willing to commit my... Oh God, is this gonna be the only roll? I mean, we can we can kind of say that. I I don't imagine once they get away from these guys, there's gonna be another yeah. super big obstacle. I yeah. think this might be our last roll.
2: So I'm willing to commit my two dice. Okay. To it.
1: I'll I'll commit my three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll just go full bore. All right. Um, uh, so we there aren't any stipulations for this particular stage with regards to what the <laughs> you know, re-rolling anything.
2: If you want to see what um, Mads is doing to these people, look up that video of, like, Keith Lee body-checking Adam Cole into space. (laughs) Like, when Keith Lee slams into that guy and he goes, and Adam Cole just, like, goes flying into the fucking, like, front row of the crowd. It's like, you can still see him flying through the sky on a clear night.
1: (laughs) All right, so our difficulty number is ten. I'm gonna go ahead and just roll all five of these. Okay. Big money, no whammies. Oh Oh my god. God.
2: (laughs) It's exactly ten. How many twos and ones is that? That's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm glad I committed all three. (laughs) Yeah, literally any less would have fucked us. Um, wow, but it
1: is still only just. So I think I think what happened what at least on Mad's side, I think like he's trying to dodge past these people. He's probably actually biting people. Mm-hmm. Um, because like he's f- so fucking angry. Um, and like one one person like manages to grab the handle on the back of his vest. Um, and he has to, like, squirm out of it. hmm And so he, like, he loses the vest. Oh, um no. And, and he's he naked oh. Um <laughs> And so he, like, loses the vest, and he's still, like, you know, biting and growling and barking, and it's terrible. What is Beagle doing? So Beagle's tripping people.
2: Yeah, so I think um, when Beagle sees Mads get grabbed he tries to help but gets like a little startled in the process of like oh shit i've got to help mads and like maybe gets a little stepped on oh buddy um like not whole body like yeah we're not killing this but dog. but like um, yeah
1: like like someone like almost kicks him
2: not on purpose but like he gets kicked at like out of the way yeah um and like gives a little yelp of pain and like kind of gets a little um shocked for a second so they have some time to like regroup and gain on them without him fucking with them yeah god (laughs) does Mads kill a man (laughs) oh no Brian's not here we can succeed if we want to oh my god that's true I mean we've already rolled the big final roll (laughs) everything from here is success (laughs) (laughs) um well, I think because I
1: think when when Beagle gets like kicked and cries out, like I don't I don't think Mads is super careful when he comes to, you know, Beagle's aid, mm-hmm. um, and he's a very large dog,
2: and it's very easy to really hurt somebody. Yeah, gosh, <clears throat> Arrow really so, hurts when he just like sits on your toes, like yeah, yeah, um, and so. I don't know if he kills a man, but maybe he does. Um, imagination, friends.
1: Imagination uh, to one of these nameless gang members.
2: Um, I like that in our initial notes we had Sneaky with a question mark here. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that,
1: that didn't happen. Um, and I think like around that time, like these people start pulling out guns there's no reason they wouldn't pull out their guns that's fair if a dog is attacking you um especially a a dog as large as mads is yeah um so like they start pulling out guns and like shots are fired the dog the dogs narrowly uh dodge several of them um, realized that oh okay it's time to go mm-hmm. goodbye our friends don't like us anymore <laughs> um and i think i think mads does the same thing he did before where he kind of like scoops beagle up um and 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 zooms out of there um and like ducks ducks into like the first alley that he sees so that they're not in firing range anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean these people probably don't have any real incentive to chase no these like the, dogs. They that was more for self defense. Like yeah, they know who the dogs and, uh,
2: belong to, but
1: Yeah. And especially because now they have Mad's vest. Like mm. uh, um but they're also more paying attention to uh, first aid of their fellows at yeah. this point. Whew. Okay, so that's the end of stage five. Yeah. Uh, th- the end. You've done it. You're finally reunited with your family and happy to be home. How does your family celebrate?
2: <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> so, like, these poor about such a bad day and now they're going home to everyone just like oh hey goes in the corner <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you know we
1: we see the two of them like dragging their feet but they, they like crest a hill or something and there's I don't know why there's a hill on a space station who cares um they crest a hill or something <laughs> or turn a corner um and there is, like, there's the docks, and there's the wyvern.
2: Imagine, and- like, the reunite reunited scene from Homeward Bound, but there's no people waiting to, like, <laughs> yes. run and hug the dogs. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and,
1: like, Beagle's maybe limping a little bit because he got You're stepped on, too. and Mads is, like, uh, probably looking a little ragged and also yeah. doesn't have his vest and his head's real low Some blood clumping in the fur there a little
2: bit uh <laughs> not mads blood not mads <laughs> the doggos didn't really get hurt no Beagle could use a nap and a like yeah like a thunder jacket to help with the bruising oh <laughs> but
1: and so they kind of limp towards the wyvern. Um, the wyvern's probably shut tight. <laughs> and so, like, Mad's yeah. kind of, like, pawing at the, mm. the cargo bay
2: door. Eagle yipping. I'm, Please. <laughs> Everyone just like, damn it, I thought we turned the dogs off the comms. Wait, we're not wearing helmets. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where are the dogs? <laughs> uh, God, is it Pound who opens the door? <laughs> Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Because everyone else is kind of working on like, yeah, helping Alwine like not be dying. Yeah. Um, so like,
1: Pound opens the door and
2: once <laughs> these dogs, in. Beagle jumps into Pound's arm and is like licking Aww. his uh, whatever he's currently wearing as a face. <laughs> just,
1: just a busted mannequin head. <laughs> or no he had a, he had a fixed mannequin head at this point yeah yeah um and uh mad's kind of like drags his feet and uh <laughs> manages he works the elevator because he knows how to work the elevator of course he knows how to work the elevator <laughs> and like gets up towards the the med bay um and i think that maybe Alwine is still in surgery mm-hmm. um and so Mad's kind of like... I mean, there's the scent of blood everywhere and like... And it's the, blood you recognize. And it's blood I recognize. And so like Mad just kind of like lays down outside of Carrie's operating room um, and like puts his head down on his paws um, and, and waits
2: for Alwine to come out of surgery at some point winter who would have wanted to find beagle is like walks up holding beagle and like sits down on a chair near and like gives mads like a pat on the head oh (laughs) oh like beagle just happy as ever but like notices mads looking like tired and like worried and is just like (laughs) maybe even squirms out of winter's arms to like get on the floor and lay with mads oh like this journey has changed them yeah this might be where we i think that that's a it's a sad but it's a good image to end on yeah like we know online comes out of surgery so obviously he's gonna get reunited with mads eventually yeah but just zoom out on these two dogs like sleeping yeah outside the surgery door
1: yeah so it's one of those it's one of those they're both like kind of sad and waiting um and uh the like the credits start to roll and then there's an after credit scene where it's like <laughs> finally the do- the like the- there's a click as the door opens and carrie with like huge bags under his eyes like comes out he's wiping he's you know drying his hands after having washed them um and, <laughs> and is like <laughs> sees Mads and Beagle on the floor and is like, you guys can go in now. And Mads Aww. just like walking into the room and putting his his head on Owen's uh like legs on the on the med table.
2: Aw. Beagle would stay and like let you have your moment with that yeah. with that uh, Mads mm-hmm. Buh, wine Yeah. His little nub is wagging. <laughs> I love it when their nubs wag, it's so cute. <laughs> oh. Like, don't intentionally dock your dog's tails, but like, if they just keep breaking them because they're so long and big and you do have to dock the tail, the nubs are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: above board, that's definitely what happened to this dog because that's what happened to Arrow. Like, we did not intentionally dock Arrow's tail. (laughs) No,
2: because he probably, being the dumb, dumb big dog he is, was wagging Mm -hmm. it and like broke it several times, and they're finally just like, we can fix it, or you could just stop having this problem (laughs) like it's just gonna get really bad and like deformed and heal improperly yep yep (sighs) so that was journey home it's a good game we didn't even have to deal with separated pets yeah
1: i mean we also made it so we didn't have to make a lot of final (laughs) rules.
2: that's true i mean in a game with more people uh you probably would be pretty fucked by the time you get to stage five because like we yeah we we did good up through the first like three stages but then four really ate our dice
1: well it's like it's i am pretty sure it's basically impossible to fail the first two stages if you're unless you're rolling like more than two or three times yeah per, per stage um and I think maybe like with a GM, this would be like, okay, you got a roll for that. Okay, you got a roll for that. But like, mm, who cares?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like your your thing to charge the guy maybe would have been a roll or something, but that wasn't the yeah. big final thing. Right. And this, but then stage four and five escalates super quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like it though. Yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. Good job, Andrew Young. Woo. That one GM. <laughs> <laughs> that one gm okay uh i've been danielle i will probably continue to be danielle uh you can find me on the internet at redtail talk 90 with me today has been
2: anya i've been anya but i think i'm gonna go be a puppy for a while <laughs> you can find human me on twitter at aka anya when i come back from my journeys as a puppy <gasps> <laughs>
1: uh and again you can find the podcast at roomware pod and you can find us on discord please come talk to
2: us on discord about our dogs uh, they're so good they're so good um yeah check out our discord for lots of uh good beagle energy shannon finds the best yeah. pictures of basset hounds ever because she owned like two basset hounds for the longest time yeah <laughs> <sighs> they're All good right. dogs they're good dogs. Oh, that has to be the episode title. I just realized. Yes, they're yes. good dogs. They're good dogs. <sighs> oh. <Laura. laughs> Take note, Brian. <laughs>
0: so much for listening. Our crew at The Room Where It Happened has joined forces with the folks from Follow the Leader to form the Standing Stones Podcasting Guild. You can find us on Twitter at stones underscore standing or you can download one of our joint productions, Dumb Kids Playing Hero, on your preferred podcatcher or listen to it on Spotify. You can check out our Twitter to see all of the really cool projects that we have coming up, and again that handle is stones_standing. Uh thank you again for listening, uh, and if you could Please give us a five-star rating on your podcatcher of choice. It really, really helps us. Uh, Thanks so much. Have a great night. Bye.